Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. We have a fantastic episode for you on some more YouTube news, including the Try Guys disaster, the Scythe charity match, and some stuff Ludwig has been doing. So let's get into it. Ned Fulmer is no longer working with the Try Guys. Let's kind of address the elephant in the room that is the Try Guys. So the Try Guys are four creators, um, you know, who came all the way from BuzzFeed. Um, and they basically try new things. They had different competitions like eat the menu with Keith. They had baking things with no instructions or experience. And just doing different experiences as a group of four. And they've been together for a long time. They went on tour and everything. But recently, a bit of um disaster struck and um big scandal happened. Which is, um the Try Guys are four guys named um Keith, Eugene, Ned, and Zach. And Ned um, is a married man. So Ned um, has a wife named Ariel who has made a lot of appearances in the content. And um, I think they have three kids together is what I've been hearing. And um, reportedly, there were a lot of fans snooping. Um, he started to get a little wind that, you know, Ned might be in some trouble. He had been edited out of videos. Fans had noticed he had been edited out of videos. And there had been some kind of stuff on social media saying that he'd been seen with, like, other women, specifically another kind of, like, member of the Try Guys organization. On Labor Day weekend, multiple fans alerted us that they had seen Ned uh, and an employee engaging in public romantic behavior. Alex, who was um, one of the food babies, as weird of um, a name that is, she would kind of help Keith out with Eat the Menu with um, her partner, but um, Alex had been, was engaged and, um, yeah, so people are speculating on that, and, you know, I was looking at that thing, this is crazy, but, you know, maybe it's one of those things that has grown out of proportion. Well, it turns out the internet was actually pretty right for once, and the Try Guys released a statement, um, I think a couple of days ago at this point, in which they said they would no longer be working with Ned Fulmer, um, they did an internal review when he would no longer be a, a part of their organization, and, yeah, that was pretty shocking, and then... Ned did some apology on his Instagram that honestly, I don't know, it just felt very hollow. I mean, he cheated on his wife and who he has a family with. And not only was it that, but it was with someone who works at his own company, which I just think it makes it infinitely worse. Um, I have his, not not to say that cheating in any, you know, case is acceptable, but just Someone who like is in the company organization, I think it kind of adds some probably toxicity and a sourness to the Try Guys company that wouldn't have happened if it was fully separate. But, you know, the fact that two people had kind of broken the trust and the sacredness of this, you know, organization they put together to you know, bring a lot of fun to people, cause things like that, uh, it must be kind of hard for Eugene, um, Keith and Zach. I don't know that we'll ever be able to fully articulate the pain we feel at this moment. It's hard to rewatch old videos that we love and are proud of. We're losing a friend. We're losing someone we, we built a company with. We have countless memories with. We, we just made a TV show together. It's, I'm sure many of you feel the same way. It's weird. We're sorry that this ever happened and we, we don't know what more to say. But Ned Fulmer's apology was, family should have always been my priority, but I lost focus and had a consensual workplace relationship. 
I'm sorry for any pain that my actions may have caused the guys and the fans, but most of all, Ariel. The only thing that matters right now is my marriage to my children, and that's where I'm going to focus my attention. And people kind of were like, I don't know. It kind of seemed like he was checking the boxes there. Like, he, he didn't call it cheating. He got really professional about it. And now, I don't, I don't think it's fair for the internet to be involved in people's marriage problems or problems at all. But, I mean, by being an online personality, and especially with doing so within your YouTube company, I, I think you've got to take more responsibility, maybe drop the professional act. Like, calling the cheating scandal like a consensual workplace relationship is just a bit odd. Yeah. And, I don't know, it's... Jesus, it just... I mean, that just kind of hurts... I feel like the YouTube platform, because I think the Try Guys were really known as these positive figures who kind of spread positivity and, and pride. A positive figure who spreads positivity. Well said, Mac. And, um, you know, being yourself around people. So having images like them kind of like tarnished definitely has, an, I think, will negatively affect the YouTube platform for a while. I, I really do think so. And I think that something that really affected a lot of people is Ned was consistently the kind of like, I love my wife guy, right? Like, you'd constantly be like, oh, I'm married. I'm a real family man. That was kind of a role that he played and tried to fit into. So I think that, like, it was definitely extremely upsetting to a lot of people when it was revealed that he was, in fact, not a family man. I mean, he didn't care about his wife as much as we thought. And people were pointing out that it's often the man, I love my wife guy, who is the person that um usually cheats. I think there was a lot of comparisons drawn to John Mulaney. I don't fully know that situation, but I don't know. It definitely it rubs you the wrong way, I think, to say the least. And, I mean... I think that's... I don't, I don't want to give too much commentary on this because it's a situation where I feel like I'm very out of my depth. I can definitely say it's a betrayal to the fans and the people and I think will definitely affect the whole Try Guys content for years to come. I don't know if they will ever be able to fully recover. But I don't, I don't want to get into marriage problems because I, I really have no experience in that field and I don't know how much I can offer other than just trying to stir the pot with a take. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to put that probably problem to bed now. If there's any updates for the Try Guys channel, maybe I'll go back to that. But for now, I think I might end that problem. Now, moving on, we get to talk about a bit of a fun event, which was the Sidemen charity match. How did it feel hitting that suit? Man, it felt it felt like I was inside Ronaldo, you know? It felt like felt like an egg about to open a yolk, then a yolk opened a milk, man. Exactly what it felt like, man. That's touched me deep. Now, the Sidemen charity match is an annual event they put on every year where they put on a soccer game where it's the side men on one team and some of their friends versus the YouTube All-Stars. Um, and yeah, it's an event where a bunch of YouTubers get together and play this, you know, professional, kind of like full-scale, in-a-stadium soccer match that's really well-produced. Um, or should I say I should, I should say football match, um, since it's in England. But it's usually really well-produced, and um, it's a great time. So I tuned in kind of late. I would think it was, I tuned in the back half of the match. I had just woken up, and I was like, hmm, oh yeah, the Sidemen were on today. 
you know, when I tuned in, they were at like 2.1 million concurrent viewers on a stream, which is just absolutely insane, crazy. And it was just like watching a real game. It was incredibly well produced, and they had gotten such fun people. Like, um, of course, all of the sidemen who are great, Speed, I am Speed, um, Mr. Beast, Carl Jacobs, George Not Found, Chris Chandler, Laser Beam, um, Philly Chunks, just a bunch of really fun people, um, who I think really contributed to like getting people from like all sides of YouTube. In um the internet to watch, and I believe they raised over um one million dollars, which is just an insane achievement. You know, hats off to them. I think it was also you know really really cool how we got to see Speed slide tackling KSI multiple times, and then acting like Ronaldo in the stadium. Um, I think they did a great job of probably kind of like letting the boys play. As do what as it sounds. Because I know some people were probably a bit out there about some penalties that were happening, with the constant slide tackling and other things like that. And I think then, I don't know, it's an event. At the end of the day, it's meant to entertain. These people are not real soccer players, and they're not close to real soccer players. So I think you kind of got to entertain the people and let speed be speed to a certain extent. But I did like how they also didn't like almost let the match run too free. Like they called offsides on speed, and they kept things in check that way. Ultimately, I'm pretty sure the Sidemen took the dub, and shortly after, I'm pretty sure Bazinka's child was born, so that's really crazy. But again, $1 million raised, it's just truly a great thing for the platform. I think, you know, when YouTubers put on these amazing events, um, it just shows that, you know, hard work into a stream will be successful. I think a lot of times, you know, streamers get trapped into the you know, I'm just a gamer, I'm going to play video games, and recently people, such as, like, Mr. Beast has done a few events on TikTok, or not TikTok, um, on YouTube like this, like the Rock, Paper, Scissors tournament and other things like that, the trivia, and I'm um, in Ludwig, but Mogul Money Live, um, although I don't follow a buy, I know he does a bunch of crazy stuff, Jeremiah has done a bunch of crazy live stuff, and I think that people are starting to see that, yeah, if we do put effort into events like these, there is a payoff. I mean, like, we've seen, like, the 2.1 million concurrent viewers, and I hope that trend progresses. I know it might not be easier for a beginning streamer to get the capital and, like, stuff to make this, but some of the bigger streamers, I, I do see kind of this trend for them to start branching out and make some really cool stuff in the future, and I hope that continues. Um, you know, I mean, we, had, we saw Shit Camp and events like that and more of the streamer awards, both from QT. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I could see like maybe like Valkyrie doing something cool or Pokimane, like I think, you know, though they can really fund their resources together. I know, um, I think Brooke has also done like a, little, a lot of cool stuff like off camera, but I, I think that, you know, their planning abilities, and I saw the quarter Jade also th through like a fairy party. I don't know if that was streamed, but what I'm basically trying to say is their planning abilities and combined with their reputation. I think we can get a lot of cool events on Twitch that will greatly benefit the platform by making it more professional. But, you know, the only thing that you would hope is they still keep that era of fun, that speed slide tackling people on the platform. And I think if you can strike the balance between that, um, we're going to have a, like some really cool stuff in the future. Speaking of, let's go on to what Ludwig has been doing a bit. Now, yes, I am a major Ludwig fan, which is why you get a lot of Ludwig news. 
I will admit I am definitely biased in this situation. But, you know, let's get into a bit. So, Ludwig has produced, started producing an event, which is really cool, and it is chess boxing. So, for those who don't know, chess boxing is, I believe, um, it's something like two minutes of chess, two minutes of boxing, a ratio like that. So, two people will box for two minutes, and then they will, like, play chess for two minutes. And the idea is it's supposed to, like, combine, like, brains and the brawn. You've got to be, like, really physical, but also have, like, a mental. It's supposed to be, like, I know you're, like, the perfect human being and stuff like that. And they also have Smash on the cards, which is Smash and Boxing. But I think it's been really cool. He's got some big names. Um, Like, um, he has Boy Boy versus Myth, Disguise Toast versus Point Crow, which I believe it'll be a very fun one, Um, especially if... If Disguise Toast gets any advice from Michael, who obviously looked great in the Creator Clash, I think that'll be really cool to do. As I think that just goes as a Toast fan, I think that goes really well with like Toast's persona to not do just like a regular boxing match, but do a chess boxing match because he's always supposed to be big brain. Yes, Chad, I signed up to beat the crap out of someone. I am doing chess boxing. Uh, Ludwig's putting together an event. He asked me like two months ago. I said, why not? Because I want to um, get in shape and there's no better reason to get in shape than the avoidance of getting your ass kicked. Uh- we have um, Abroad in Japan versus uh, Papa Plate. I don't know if I said that right. I apologize. Zardosh versus Toph, which would be really cool. Stans versus Box Box. Box Box. And the main title is Lawrence Trent um, uh, versus uh, Amon Hamilton, who I think are both One's like, um, uh, I forgot what the one's an IM and one's a GM. I forgot what IM stands for, but I know GM is Grandmaster. Mac, answer what IM means. International Master. Um, but no, it's uh, really cool and really great. And I think it should be a really cool event. It's weird how creators have kind of gone to boxing, but I think this is a good change up. And again, going back to that whole big event thing, I think it'll be really fun. I'm really excited to see how Disguise Toast trains for this. And I think it'll be a really cool event at the end of the day. Now, continuing on the Ludwig news streak, he's also made a company. Now, this is a company he made with Stans, Atrioc, and Nick Allen. It's called Offbrand.gg. And it's supposed to be like a creative studio um, in which I think they'll probably kind of manage creators, I assume, and help give people brand deals, help put on events. It is separate than Moga Moves. I think it's important to understand that. I don't know... If it'll be a parent company to Mocha Moves, or they'll be like um, adjacent to each other, I don't know how that'll work. But it was um, Atrioc actually quit his job for it, so I'm assuming they're gonna put a lot into it. Okay, listen, I'm not gonna stall. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Let's talk. Let's get to it. <laughs> a lot of you have heard some insane rumors today. Some absolutely insane rumors. I would like to take a moment and clarify. I still work at NVIDIA. I still work at NVIDIA. Just to get that out of the way. I still work at NVIDIA. Until October 7th. Three days, but we coming back like it's been a year to party. <laughs> Can I get some daughters in chat? I think that um, managing creators has kind of started to become a new fad on YouTube. To say, at least for the bigger people, I know Mr. Beast has talked a little about like, um, I wish I could buy stock in certain creators I think are great. 
kind of teach them and bring it up, and then you would take a percentage of the revenue. I know Mythical has done that a bit. Obviously, there are already, like, talent management agencies. Um, but no, I think this will be a really cool event. I wonder, not event, but company. Um, they've talked about, you know, having, like, you know, experience working with brands and stuff like that. But I don't know. I'm just curious. I think their idea basically is, you know, they all can't stream forever. I think everybody noticed that, you know, with the exception of maybe someone like PewDiePie, that eventually YouTubers are going to have a shelf life. They're going to get burned out or, you know, maybe just stop making content. Obviously, recently Casey Neistat has made a comeback, and I really want to watch those vlogs. Maybe I'll talk about them um, next video. That would actually be your next podcast. That would actually be really cool. Um, but, you know, eventually people have a shelf life, and I think their idea is eventually we're going to stop streaming. But, you know, what are we going to do with all this streaming knowledge that we've gained all this experience? You want to still make something that's going to generate revenue and you something that's going to stimulate your mind. And I think their idea was, you know, this, you know, has a lot of potential. We've all been creators in the past. We've all worked with different companies. We've seen these. So when we stop streaming, we can help other people with our expertise and our connections already. And that does seem to be a very smart idea. Um, I'm a bit nervous that it'll just become, like, a thing. Like, how weird would it be if you had, like, the, you know, little Ludwig <laughs> stands, Atrioc Management Company, the Offline TV Management Company, um, the Amigops Management Company, you know, like, the Mr. Beast Management Company, the Sideman Management Company, like, all different things like this. I don't know. That just seems like, uh, it seems like a possible future to me. And I think that, you know, people got to make sure that if they do attempt this, they attempt it like an actual business, you know. I don't see creators wanting to screw over other creators, but I, I could definitely see someone going, well, you know, you know, I have the expertise. I was a very popular streamer, so, you know, maybe that I'll just start a company and then, um, you know, I can, you know, help creators, you know, you know, you know, be, be as um, big as me. And then they just have no business experience and just kind of send creators down the drain while taking the revenue. Um, I do trust Ludwig and I trust people like Mr. Beast and Mythical, but I definitely would be interested to see um, how this is going to progress. I wonder if they're going to hire people publicly or behind the scenes. I don't really know. I know the people who manage Mr. Beast is called Night Media, and they're pretty big. They manage a lot of big creators, but this is definitely interesting. Atriot quit his job at NVIDIA for this, so it seems like they're going all in. And um, I'm interested to see where it goes. It's just very new um, and um, stuff like that, but we'll see. Yeah. I believe that is all the YouTube news that I have for this week. Um, there are probably more things I can talk about, but I don't have too much information on them. I definitely want to go and um, do an episode with Casey Neistat because I think that would be really fun. He's back in New York. I see his posts a lot all the time. Um, but, yeah, um, Ryan Trahan is uploading videos again. I haven't watched that new one. Um, but we'll see how it goes, and we'll see how it is. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, for listening to this episode and all your support recently. Um, I'm going to try my hardest to continue to make this podcast work. Um, and um, thank you for listening. I appreciate all your help. I'm going to try to continue to release these episodes on Sundays. Give myself plenty of time to edit. And I hope this will be uh, you know, a successful little schedule we have here. Um, I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.